Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson. Wait, actually, I'm joking. Today, I'm not the host. Today, I'm passing the mic. Yeah. I'm passing the mic over to Des Wood. You may remember Des from episode four, I think, which was Stories That Stay With Us. Um, and she's a great friend of mine. And also, we've done a bunch of cool stuff together, which hopefully we can talk about. Um, but anyway, whatever. I have to shut up. You have to shut up because um, Miss Nicole Johnson's in the hot seat. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, thank you so much for letting me sort of do this idea, by the way. I, I mean, I'm so grateful that you, I mean, you know, no, no prop. No prop. Well, I just want to say like, um, your podcast is amazing. And what I really want is you have like a very loyal listener audience out there. And what I wanted to do is just like, you interview people and are so vulnerable and so beautiful in the way that you extract stories. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give our, your audience, sorry, our audience, a chance to get to know you a little bit better. And I thought we would just start with some questions. And also I wanted to let you know that um, people really look forward to your podcast each week. That's like Christmas. I mean, it's Christmas to me. Yeah. Thank you. That's such a gift. Yeah, and and I think what you are giving is such a valuable platform for people working in healthcare right now. Not only nurses, but like an occupational therapist actually came to one of my friends who you know through another friend mm-hmm. who said that she looks forward to your podcast and it's the thing that's keeping her going right now. I mean, I can't. I mean, I just, it's sort of evolved to be something different than I thought it was going to be. And, um, and I feel, I mean, I'm touched and I'm beyond grateful. And I mean, I didn't know, I kind of thought Des that this podcast, I I thought the pandemic would be over in June, you know, like I thought we were. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> and I, you know, anyway, it's evolved to be something different than I thought it intentionally was going to be. But I'm so grateful that people love it and listen and look forward to it. I mean, that's just, um, 
it makes me remember this isn't about me. Hmm. This is about the, it's about everybody out there, right? It's just a vehicle for community, for coming together, for, anyway. I bet you I'm going to cry on this episode. Okay, me too. <laughs> um, so I think that's a perfect segue into like what your mission is. Like why start this and what's your background? I know that you've dabbled in podcasts, but what like was the spark for Found Down? Uh, you know, you're right. This I did have a podcast before. And I, to sort of back up, I um, got really restless in my career. And we may talk about this more in depth, but, um, and I wanted to, eventually I wanted to kind of break out of the mold that I had, that was in, um, and I was an assistant nurse manager and I didn't kind of know what way I wanted to go. And, but I mean, I ended up starting a different podcast, but when it came to found down, I was like, I want to start a nursing podcast because nurses have amazing stories to tell and funny stories and nuanced stories. And, you know, originally I wanted to start found down because I thought this would be a funny podcast and, and I was going to launch it in February. Then I got a little nervous, chicken shit. I was like, I can't do this because I'm going to get myself fired for whatever reason. I'm always worried. <laughs> and then, and then the other, so here's the other thing, you know, I was like, well, there are other nursing podcasts out there like, you know, Nurse Speak or other, there's a lot of other nursing podcasts, but you know, I, everybody has their own voice and there's a lot of, op there's opportunities for everybody. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, fine. But then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, fuck, I can't start a funny nursing podcast. <laughs> like, this is a terrible time to start a podcast. But then through time, I realized this is a perfect time to start a podcast. Because mm. um, we, you know, back to me wanting to try to tell funny nursing stories, I realized, you know, in a lot of those funny stories, there's a lot of like pain and a lot of like suffering and there's all this stuff that we witness and experience that again is so nuanced um that we have a million stories to tell so i decided what the hell yeah start it and what i love about that to me is that not only are you unveiling this I, I, what we do so Liz Bridges says this I know you know Liz uh, she's a nurse researcher at the UW and she says nursing is an art and a science but I feel in your podcast like you're unveiling like you're pulling back what we actually do and it's refreshing and it's vulnerable and it's real and I think that to me is like what I was telling you about the occupational therapist saying that she looks forward to your podcast is because that's what you're doing here. It's an opportunity for us to show up authentically. And it's, you're right. I mean, it is an art and it's a science and it's so incredibly complicated. I keep thinking, I thought about the podcast that we did together, Des, 
Yeah. Um, there's something that you said that I've thought about a lot, which mm-hmm. is like kind of like we're schizophrenic, you know, like we go from one room <laughs> where you're like in the most intense situation and the, you know, most witnessing something that is just beyond horrendous. And then you just switch to like, everything's fine. Would you like to mobilize? Would, okay. Would you like some water? <laughs> ice, no ice. <laughs> so tell me, like, what has nursing done for you? Oh, my God. It's well, nursing for me has changed my life. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I should probably tell you how it is. I can I tell you how I decided to become a nurse? Beautiful segue. Yes. Um, well, I had thought about being a nurse um, off and on was like when I was like a young kid um, and then kind of put it off. And then in, in undergrad, I was um, going to be I was going to get a degree in sociology. But then I was like bouncing around and kind of flailing a little bit like, I don't know what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I want to go back to nursing school, blah, blah, or switch to nursing. But I decided at that time no, I just need to get out of college. I needed to, to just graduate. Um, but I ended up um, taking a job at a nonprofit. And I was, I had a job that I hated. It was actually in the um, dot-com like recession in like 2000, 2001. I was laid off. And so I took this job out of needing job security. And I hated that job. I was like, I felt so impotent. I felt so directionless. I felt like I wasn't reaching my potential. So I went on a soul searching journey by myself. I took a trip to the Yucatan Peninsula, 27 years old. For three weeks, I traveled around and I had the best time. But the thing that stuck with me was everybody asked me who I was, where I was from, and what did I do? And every time I said what I did, which I was a billing coordinator, it just, you know, fell flat. I worked at a counseling agency, but like, you know, I wasn't doing anything that was felt meaningful at all. So I, I had this real epiphany of like, I need to change. If I'm going to do it, I need to do it now. And so I signed up to on to my prereqs like the day after I got back from that trip. Um, and it was great. You know, I felt like it was a second chance. I felt like I needed to prove myself. You know, as I went through night school, having a full-time job, like just, you know, ticking these prereqs off, I was just like, I'm going to be the best goddamn nurse and, um, and I'm going to take every opportunity that comes my way. And I did. And I luckily, you know, I found, (laughs) well, interestingly, I thought I was going to go into women's health and then I was in my practicum. And no offense to any OB, anybody in OB land, but I was just like, these people aren't sick. Where are the sick people at? They're just having a baby, you know? <laughs> um, obviously things can go wrong and all that stuff and they need, you know, care and whatever. I'm not, but at the time I was like, I needed sick. I was like, I want to be around sick people. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And I had been in the ICU a bunch floating to our own, own old unit, um, and I just fell in love with the people there. I fell in love with the patients there. I fell in love with the teamwork there, the leadership, like, um, and that's where I wanted to be. And man, that was a gift. And it was a gift for me, 
because it brought me, I felt like nursing for me brought me so much meaning and like so much, it gave me a lot of purpose. And like you said, it's a science and an art. So a lot of times, you know, there's so much autonomy that we have and there's a lot of like really, oh my God, there's all these crazy moments that nobody tells you how to prepare for. Like I remember as a young I see nurse, I maybe was like a year and a half in and, oh, it was one of, you'll relate to this. I'm sure a lot of people relate to this, but it was one of those situations I was taking over at seven, seven o'clock for a night shift. And they, like, I basically was about to care for the sickest patient on the unit, but they had made the switch to withdraw, like right at shift change. Um, so you're like, okay. So they're going to, so basically they're so sick that they, that like, I'm going to turn off everything and they're going to die really quickly, you know? And, um, it was a young woman old enough to have kids. She had two like teenage kids. One was seemed like, you know, one was older than the other. And, um, you know, she was DNR and, you know, everyone was on board and we let her go and she went very quickly and went very peacefully. But her son came screaming, started screaming at me Hmm. and just was like, how, how how, how can you not do everything for my mom? Like you have to give her everything. Like, you know, and, um, and I was like, well, she could die a violent death or she could die a peaceful death. And so well, that's what we're going to give her. And that's what we gave her. But I just remember being like, um, you know, that instinct of what the fuck do I say to that? You know, like, are you kidding? Like, I mean, I can't even imagine losing your dad or losing your mom or wh- whoever it is that means the world to you. But I don't know. No, I think when you define nursing, you just defined it. Like it's this crack on a wall that we walk. And on one side is incredible, heroic measures. And then on the other side is like peaceful death. And we have this window, which no one really sees anymore because we live in a very different world. I know. Uh, uh, But it's it's sure intense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that it is. You know, and I I don't really know. Like, I guess to me, when I think about what is the nursing definition, you beautifully articulated it, like peace or violence sometimes. And that that's raw. I, I think like what you're doing with found down is just giving a raw perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think right now people, people want it because they don't want any sugar-coated bullshit. I mean, this is like, we're, we're faced with the most intense scenario and circumstance that we've ever been faced with in healthcare. Um, and I think we can read 
through the bullshit, <laughs> you know, so quickly. So I guess, yeah. So like, you know, nurses are rated number one for the most trusted healthcare over and over again. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, you asked that question, but I wonder, is that going to be true anymore? Right? Mm. Because people are really out there distrusting healthcare professionals about we're, we're making lies up about the pandemic. It's not real. And I mean, I've experienced it myself on TikTok, you know, posting something and then they're saying the pandemic's false and it's not true and it's a lie and give it to me. I want to die from COVID, blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess I'll say, I'll first say I used to think um, it is because, um, you know, we try to meet people where they are. We've talked about this before. Like, um, we, it's like a dance, you know, you lean in when they need help and you're there and you comfort and you try to support the patient. And we, we never, I think nurses never lose sight of the patient. Um, mm. and not that doctors don't, but I think because we're there with them so much, like we, we don't, we, we don't forget the little things, you know? Um, Would you almost say like there's a translation that happens? At the <laughs> yeah. Yes. <that's, laughs> yeah. I feel like that's so that. accurate. No, I mean, I think we, we like, we, again, it's this line that we walk okay. back and forth. And <laughs> what you're saying is, I, I don't know. I still think we're going to be the most trusted. I do. Even despite the rhetoric, the mistrust, the conspiracy theory. Well, I appreciate your hope. I'm going <laughs> to hold on to that. Yeah. Half glass full, Des. Half glass full. <laughs> I am a half glass full, too. So I don't, you know, I don't want to be a pessimist, I guess. I mean, honest. So where do you think we're going to be in five years from now? Where do you think nursing is going to be five years from now? If you had a crystal ball, which I know you do back there. <laughs> Let's consult. <laughs> um, it's a tough one. You know, I have this really, I have kind of a sinking feeling and not a good one, you know, not unless there is a ton of work to be done. Um, and I've, you know, I've talked about it up before on my podcast, but I really worry about like the longevity of those of us that have gone through this pandemic and like how we're going to be, you know, and if we're going to want to stick around. I mean, I think that as a community, we've experienced a lot of PTSD and trauma, secondary trauma, all of it. And, um, you know, unless we do the work of therapy and, you know, basically uh, a reckoning of this experience, you know, not a swoop it under the rug kind of thing. Like, I think, you know, I mean, clearly we're going to be forever changed. Um, and we've lost nurses in this field to the pandemic when they didn't have PPE. And um, I don't know. I think, um, I think we really have to care for one another in order 
for us to stick around in the future. And um, I'm, I mean, it's hard for me not to feel slightly bleak, but I mean, I, but I know we are, if I, if I want to like spin it for a minute and think about like the amazing leaders that we have in our profession, you already said Liz Bridges and she's, you know, fought during, was a nurse in war times and, and in the air force. And you think about that and, you know, obviously we will get through it. We'll get through it. Not everybody can leave and not everybody will want to leave. I think, and also, I just want to speak to the baby nurses out there who are listening, that we love you and we need you and we're looking forward to being with you and we'll teach you and guide you. And um, it's not all bleak, you know, but I think we'll just need to figure out a way to navigate through this time. Yeah. And I think for you, like, you are a huge proponent of wellness. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like you and I have been doing this a long time and self-care is not selfish. What does that mean to you? Honestly, it means digging in and doing the work. It means cutting out, carving out time for yourself. Um, like, how do you do that, Nicole? How do you carve out self time? I will just back up. I'll say I used to get up and just like run to work and like not spend any time for myself before I got going. And then, and I decided just to get up like 15 minutes earlier in the day and just sit and meditate and write down what I'm grateful for. And and that's a practice that I have that has changed me. I mean, I think you have to make it a priority. Like what did Marie say in her episode? She's going to do self-care. Like it's her job. (laughs) I love that so much. But we have to, I mean, obviously you have to give yourself grace, try to carve out time, you know, maybe make dates with friends to go for social distance walks, call someone and you're having a hard time. I personally see a therapist um, and that's important for me. I think you just, you can't uh, lose sight of it, but don't beat yourself up if you do. You know what I mean? Like if it's, maybe if it's, you wanted to go for a run, but maybe you got to walk in. That's cool. You know, just do whatever so, you can, but yeah. I think what you're saying is be a friend to yourself is self-care. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like the nursing profession is bomb diggity as it is, right? So bomb diggity. It's, it's so bomb diggity, but there's <laughs> an aspect of it, which is focused on perfectionism. Mm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, I, I've thought a lot about that. I thought a lot about the people that go into nursing and also like people that go into critical care. A lot of us are givers and also perfectionists. Um, but I just, I don't know. We, 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 we like going back to what Marie was talking about, but like you have to, you have to offer yourself some self-compassion, right? Um, Cause we're going to make mistakes and we do make mistakes and um, nobody is perfect. And, you know, we have to allow, like I said before, grace um, so that, you know, if something doesn't go your way that you're going to be okay with it. Yeah. And I think in this job where we see 
a profound amount of suffering at times. In that path of suffering is an opportunity to have resilience, which seems odd, right? But what do you think in your years of practice, like how do you think Nicole starting out as a new grad has developed resilience now as a podcast leader? Like what it what gives you resilience? I think it's for me um, finding hope, um, also keeping those social ties. And if you and you really honestly, that's protective. If you have social connections with your, especially with your colleagues, that's protective against burnout and helps increase resiliency. But, um, you know, I think um, young baby nurse, you know, Nicole, um, I took everything to, I mean, as everybody does, I took everything to heart. I wanted everything to be perfect. I thought I had to do it all. And, um, you know, there was, we've, there was a lot of pushing my emotions down and maybe not coping in a healthy way. Mm. What can I ask? Yeah. You're we're vulnerable on this podcast. Yeah, we are. We're so vulnerable. <laughs> what what I mean, we obviously deal with patients that maybe not have the most strategic coping skill. <laughs> but when you say that you may have not had the best coping, what did that necessitate? I mean, it was just I mean, I've certainly had really terrible shifts and I've gotten drunk you know blackout drunk like that's not a norm but I've done it a couple times like I honest to god I remember having I can't even remember whatever it was it was like a really awful awful day and I met Rob out at a bar after work and they said this is obviously (laughs) pre-COVID I was like wearing my scrubs which I wouldn't do now of course but um and I remember thinking this is, I, I know why there's a drink called a mind eraser. That's exactly <laughs> what I want. I want to erase from my mind this insane amount of suffering, whatever. And I honest to God, I can't, I can't tell you what it was. I don't remember what it was. I yeah. did get drunk and cried about it. I'm 100% sure about that. And then, you know, woke up hung over the next day and, but whatever. I mean, like I've, you know, I've definitely done that on a, on a number of occasions and it's not healthy. I mean, I think occasionally it's fine to burn one down, but in response to trauma. <laughs> yeah. That's. I think, calm, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I think that's like my biggest worry right now for us <laughs> is that um, there's a collective trauma. Yes happening across the country and you know maybe in Seattle we're a little protected here um but I think you what you're touching on is that trauma experience of just seeing day in and day out people dying um and it just feels flat I don't know yeah right so then do you mean like you feel flat about it or it no, feels... I mean, I feel like society feels flat. Yeah, they're about... numb to it. They're numb to yes! it. Yes, they're numb. Yeah, 
if- and I think that's like my distress right now. And maybe, I don't know if you've had other listeners comment on that. I mean, I think people are upset because people are burnt out about the pandemic. The public is burnt out about what they're experiencing, the pandemic and how their lives have been put on hold. But but we here are still living it every day. And, and actually, and I think what's distressing for probably a lot of us, and I would say you too, yeah. is that we can't help and like there's so many fires that are happening across the united states and there's no pool to pull from i mean we've had travelers cancel their contracts on our unit to go make some mad covid money and um anyway it's like the nation's going down in flames and no one gives a fuck yeah you know and that's the that's the part that's like really hard to swallow. Yeah. I wanted to read this quote to you. Can I do that real quick? Of course. It says, um, at first I was terrified of the virus. Then I was more scared of the people who didn't care about the virus. The virus will eventually go away, but my trust in other people will take a lot longer to return. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where you're like, where we, (laughs) this collective trust is just so broken. Yeah. I mean, you would think like everything that like, you know, you could, you know, people are saying all kinds of stuff on social media every day, like how awful it is. So just crazy intense this is how traumatic this is like people are dying all over the place and no one cares you know like i i do feel like and that's not that's not true there are people out there who actually care and are doing the right thing but it really makes me feel like in the future if i'm talking to somebody who um like they, if we talk in the future, a couple of years from now, about like what was happening with the pandemic, if, if anybody ever downplays that, I feel like I'm going to sucker punch someone in the face. <laughs> because I feel like we're right here. You can't, we can't share with people. We can't show them people actually still dying. We can't because we have to protect our patients. We, I know. We can't let them in. We can only let them in by some of the stories that we share. But like you said, I think they're just, you know, it's fallen on deaf ears. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about your dog. <laughs> Actually, yeah, well, I love my dog. I just found out that he's purebred Affin- or Brussels Griffon after all these years. I had no idea. What? Yeah, he's a 13-year-old rescue, and I sent in a DNA sample to see, to give myself something to look forward to. An early Christmas gift, and now he's a purebred, and he has a and he has a half brother, or brother somewhere in Colorado. Oh my God! Okay, first of all, for our listeners out there, Nicole is an animal. You're an animal lover, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I love that you swabbed your dog <laughs> to find <laughs> out his DNA. <laughs> well, 
everybody's like, what kind of dog is that? Like, we get that all the time. Like, what kind of dog is that? Okay, what? Can you say it one more time? What kind of dog it is? He's a Brussels Griffon. Brussels Griffon. Yes. Yes. Is this from English? I, oh, I'm he's sorry. Belgian. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. He's no offense. No, it's fine. Apparently, he's that's a that's a Belgian breed, but and and how long have you had him? Thirteen years. So we got him when he was a year and a half. So yeah, he's he's wonderful. He's uh, not without fault, but who isn't, right? <laughs> right. I still love him. Is he part of your resilience package. He is. Right. He's like, well, Rufus likes to pee on things. He's a marker. And it's in his, and I actually looked through all of his, his like breed information after we got, after we found out the results. And I was like, yeah, yeah, mm hmm, mm hmm, rings true. We'll say, Nicole, one thing in COVID, because mm -hmm. Des is a half glass full ground, yeah. is um, adoption for dogs is like through the roof. I love it. Have you seen yes, it? I have. Mm -hmm. And people want a COVID dog. Also, you know, I mean, these are good things. They're so good. Um, and along those lines of what's good, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of connecting with people in our world and our profession, and that's been a definite bright spot for me. Can I talk about something fun? Please. Okay. Well, one of the things that I started to do before this podcast was to do this um, wellness business. Yes. And, um, and I haven't, I've like had tiny little bits about it on the show, but not really gone into full detail. But I've done a number of really fun events with Des. And, you know. That's me. That's, that's me. Des right here. <laughs> and it's just been a great opportunity to practice self-care together. Um and it's been a beautiful opportunity. And I, you know, with this, like, I, I might get vaccinated next week or the week after. That is fucking cool. Are you excited? Yes. And then 21 days later, I'm going to get vaccinated <laughs> again. <laughs> Will you do some maybe social media posts about it? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. What are, cool. What's your, do you know what your status update is? Well, um, I work for the federal government, so no comment. <laughs> Well, sorry. No, it's okay. But when it comes, though, um, I'm so looking forward to essentially uh, uh, us in healthcare. We're going to get vaccinated first. Yes. And doesn't mean that all caution goes to the wind, right? Because you still have to protect yourself. But I do think there's going to be some fun opportunities to like travel and do cool shit while everyone else can't. And I would, I would love, I like that's giving me some like energy right now. It's like thinking about what we could possibly do that could be really fun. And as soon as Morocco opens its borders, I'm pulling the trigger. I'm gonna make that shit happen. You're gonna make it happen? Yeah, Moroccan nurses retreat. Yeah. Okay, so everybody, um, if you're listening right now. Make sure your podcast or your um sorry podcast, your passport is 
up to date because it's taking a really long time right now. Ooh. And when do you think Morocco could have, like, what's your best case? Like, let's just, let's just imagine, let's use our creative frontal lobe. September. What? Okay. September. Did you all hear that? Did we hear, say that again. September. Yeah. And what would this look like for you? Like, what's the Morocco retreat? Like, tell me what we would have. Uh, that would probably be a seven day day trip. Um, it would be like half in the city in Marrakesh and then like half, um, and we could maybe based on what's happening with the rest of the world too, and we could be like half desert and then half at the ocean in Essaouira. Um, and so it'd be kind of like desert sea and desert sort of, um, experience, but it would be a little bit of like a tourist kind of excursion with like self-care retreat at the end, but like an opportunity to do self-care probably every day and maybe have some lectures and, but yeah. So hashtag bomb diggity. Hashtag bomb diggity. Hashtag Morocco nurse retreat. Like that's my dream. You know, I, I would love to create a, I mean, I have created a business that I want to, travel the world with nurses and go to fun cool places um and what is the name of your retreat uh, it's unwoundretreats.com yeah unwound see it again unwound retreats and you can go to it unwoundretreats.com and honestly like there's a button that says subscribe to the email list and you can subscribe but i mean des has done all this cool stuff with me um you know she's a I don't know if you know this, but she's a yoga teacher with a ton of years of experience in her practice. And I mean, honestly, I would, I would love for you to be a big part of that, Des. And um, I'm coming. Who wants to join? Let's go. Yeah, right? Martha? I mean, Morocco, you guys. Morocco. Like, do we need Morocco after this? Yes. 2021. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah, and, and, and also one of my best friends lives in Morocco and she's co-led a bunch of tours over there. So she would and she's fluent in Arabic and French. Um and she's American. Um so she would co-lead the tour. So I mean it's like a dream. A dream. So Nicole, we have a few more minutes. I'm gonna do some rapid fire questions. Are you yeah, ready? I'm ready? Okay. Okay. Unwoundretreats.com. Check it out. You guys, we're serious about doing a healthy wellness retreat. Check it out. I'm going, Nicole's going. It's going to be amazing. Your best friend. Um, it's going to be awesome. Okay. Nicole, are you ready? Mm -hmm. What is your absolute favorite way of spending time other than your family? Also, Nicole, you are a triplet. I am. So um, don't include them in this answer. Well, what am I way absolute? Well, one of my absolute ways, best fun ways to spend time is like researching a trip. Like where mm -hmm. am I going? Like itinerary okay. for a okay. mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. Um, what do you feel afraid of? I mean, this is going to sound crazy to you guys, but, uh, putting myself out there. I keep, I keep pushing, I keep pushing, but, um, uh, you know, you get, you won't, you won't know unless you try. So uh, anyway, you're a courageous woman. Thank you. Okay. Um, tell me someone that you admire. Oh, I have.
have so many. Okay, well, I'm just going to say this person off the top of my head because I've been thinking about them a lot. Um, this guy, Seth Godin. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who, like, tell he, us why. Like... Um, he's a writer and a, um, kind of a thought guru. And he, I mean, he's all about um, shipping the work, which is basically doing, doing the practice. Whatever it is that you want to do and aspire to do, you have to do the work in order to be successful at it so just keep at it um he has this great podcast called akimbo what is it akimbo a-k-i-m-b-o love it mm -hmm. okay um i'm gonna leave you with this to end the podcast are you ready i don't know <laughs> okay it's a gandhi quote <gasps> In a gentle way, you can shake the world. If you could shake the world gently, what would you do? Nicole. I try to give him a little hug and say, hey guys, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. You're amazing. You're amazing. Does you inspire me every day. Oh my God, this was so fun. It was fun. Thank you. Um, please check out Unwound Retreats. Also, Nicole, you have some merch. What's that mean? Also, um, <laughs> I'm too old to know what merch is and I had to look it up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think it means merchandise. It means merchandise. So yeah. So I've developed some um, found down merchandise <laughs> for sale in case you want to have fun cool swag from the podcast it is through a third party so like i have a couple designs up and basically if you buy it they they charge a fee and then ship it out to you but um you know a little bit of profit comes my way but um Put some swag some merch ground some merch yeah you can get a mug and get a t-shirt get a mug and get a hat yeah what else well the hat i haven't figured out how to do that because okay sorry never mind but you can if you want to buy you want to buy a hat from me you can just message me oh you can i'll you can paypal me for it so we reach me at foundownpodcast at gmail.com and you can paypal me for also it. nicole you have a number now like <gasps> what is that oh my god i have a voicemail now yes um, Can you please list that for your listeners? Yes, I have to tell you what it is. And, you know, it's so funny. I really want you guys to, like, leave a voicemail and and I can play it on the air. So that'll be fun, right? I mean, you don't... Anyway, if you don't want to, I won't do it. But the voicemail is 662-446-2834. Again, Six six two four four six two eight three four. Leave Nicole a voicemail and she will love it. I will love it. Des, thank you so much. Thank you. You're amazing. You're amazing. And that was that like flew by. So. It did. Can, can can we can we promote your business for one minute? What's my business? I'm in the business of healthcare. You are, and also um you aesthetics. aesthetics yeah yeah you have a your own aesthetics company that you do yeah and right now you guys i'm offering um healthcare workers 10 percent off 
um, neurotoxin injections. So if you need some Botox while you're wearing that mask, hook it up. My favorite is the PRP, the PRP. facial. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, but anyway, I will link that up in the show notes, your way to get in touch with you. And um, thanks so much, Des, for interviewing me. It wasn't so bad. I think we did great. It was great. It was conversational style, you know. You know, you are just like people look up to you, Nicole, and I loved getting to know you better. And you're amazing. And also your dog. Um, I forgot the breed already. <laughs> Full bred Brussels. Come on. <laughs> Maybe you can just do some posts of him on your. I will. Plate. I will. He's great. Yeah. Follow the podcast at um, Found Down Podcast on Instagram. I post a lot of pictures there. It's awesome. So you're the best. Cheers, my love. Cheers to you. I love you. Kisses. Stay safe and stay sane, and we'll see you on the next one. Wait, you need to say that. You're the host today. Stay sane, stay safe, and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in today if you enjoyed the show please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you're listening also feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues if you'd like to email me you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com feel free to send in any stories just make sure they're HIPAA compliant also you can follow the podcast on instagram at founddownpodcast we'll see you on the next one Thank you.